0: The early history of the ranchers in paradise was far from glamorous. Those officers were not necessarily outdoorsmen. They were engineers and mechanics. At best, the pilots' idea of outdoors was high above the ground. But early ranchers at Area 51 were issued work boots to defend against the rattlesnakes. The location was so remote that as soon as the sun set, everything turned pitch black. There was no ambient light from a highway or street lights. All the workers saw at night were stars in the vast expanse above Emigrant Valley. To address the issue, the workers were issued hats with lights. They lived in tents and not the fun kind. They were canvas tents, pitched atop wooden platforms and lovingly called hooches. In spite of the arid environment, frequent desert storms would roll through, ripping away the canvas and filling the usually empty lake with up to an inch of water in no time one cook served up grub in the makeshift mess hall those brief thunderstorms were as close to a shower as anyone got on a regular basis it took a month before showers were built less than three dozen initial military residents set up camp they were provided security by a handful of cia officers perhaps the biggest thing to fear in those early days was the unexpected morning howl of a coyote in the dark desert someplace out of sight initially all the workers did was fly all day, and not too far at that. They were restricted to a 100-mile radius. If anyone crashed one of these new-fangled, top-secret planes, the CIA's job was to keep it quiet. That was easier to do if they stayed in the heart of Groom Lake. Eventually, housing improved. Quonset huts appeared, and water wells were dug. In spite of its dry lakebed, Groom Lake sits above an aquifer. The water is there. It's just covered with a salt flat. Eventually, there were house trailers, boiling in the hot sun. Three workers lived in each house trailer. No one was allowed to call home. No one was allowed to ride home. The only visitors were the occasional wild horse. They were, in essence, off the grid. Quickly, the population grew. Soon, there were 200 men on base from the CIA, the Air Force, and from Lockheed Martin, the airplane manufacturer. The identities of the pilots were pseudonyms. Area 51 pilots don't even know who they are flying with. Reportedly, there are meticulous government records of who is who, but the pilots only know each other by fake names. Early on, flying was not as simple as hopping into the cockpit and taking off. Because of the type of testing they were conducting, it took two flight surgeons to get a pilot into his partial pressure suit. They didn't use what one might consider a spacesuit, But, unaccustomed to the heights they would reach, the pilots spent a couple of hours breathing pure oxygen before climbing into the cockpit. The goal was to reduce the risk of altitude sickness. Those suits were a pilot's lifeline, fitted in a Brazier factory initially. The pilots were required to maintain exactly the same body weight, within ounces. If the suit didn't fit, the pilot could die from lack of oxygen and a plane could be lost. And refitting was not an option. The suits were expensive, custom-made to fit one, and only one pilot. The pilots were given unique tests, like the corpse test, where they were placed in a small space with their arms folded across their chest. It was impossible to move, as though they were a corpse in a casket. There were numerous tests of each pilot's vital signs. Some medical tests involved heat endurance. The pilot's blood would boil at 63,000. They were aiming to go higher. The flyboys at Area 51 were going to do more than fly. They were going to fly beyond what anyone had ever dreamed. An unflattering but apparently true part of the testing is known as Project Paperclip. The Project Paperclip doctors conducting tests reportedly had controversial professional histories. In 1980, it was revealed that some of these doctors had indeed been previously employed at Nazi concentration camps. There, they had obtained aviation medicine data by conducting barbaric experiments on people considered disposable. As Jacobson notes, numerous questions have arisen as to how the government located the doctors who provided their services during Operation Paperclip. How did they know what to test for, and how to conduct aerospace tests? Were they inventing as they went along? Of all the secret history that has been revealed about Area 51— The U.S. federal government has never declassified Operation Paperclip.